God is awesome, and there we go. I'm done. That's all I had. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> this whole section was like, we're going to Bob Evans. Um, <laughs> people need help. Hey, you know, we have been talking for the last couple months. Tom has been bringing it about getting on the offense, right? Pulling off the defense of the apologetic, sitting on our pew Christian, going, oh, you know, I don't want to offend anyone. Oh, gosh, what if that happens? Or, gosh, what if Jesus calls me to do something weird? It's like, have you guys looked at these plays? I mean, really, come on. And and instead, our pastor, Tom, has said, okay, guys, it's time to get on the offensive. It's time to stand up. Time to do what the Bible says. Put on the full armor, God. Go to battle. It's a spiritual battle. And, and when we think that there is no battle, we lie to ourselves. We deceive ourselves. And that's no good for anybody, is it? So we have been on the offensive, and we're going to take a little break from the Taking Babylon series today because, frankly, I have no idea what his notes look like for today, so it's all good. But what I did, I, I just felt this call, um, I was really praying about it. Actually, I was praying about it a few weeks ago, and this came to my heart, and I went, no, this is not the right time, I, and uh, preached on, on something else a few weeks ago, and I really felt like I was saying, this is, this is what I had this for, was today. And uh, part of battle is, is learning how to survive the, off- the offensive maneuvers, right? How do you survive this? How are we going to get through this, guys? Uh, and obviously, the right answer is Jesus. So if you've been in Sunday school, you know that Jesus is the answer. We'll go a little deeper than that, though. But how do we start? I want to know. How are we going to make it through this? Because, frankly, we're called to some pretty crazy stuff. We're going to talk about a couple stories a little later here today. And it's cool. It's crazy, but it's cool. God is powerful. Powerful gets a little scary sometimes. But it's really cool. It's really awesome. So I'm going to give you three things that we need to do to survive being on the offense, okay? And uh, the first one we're going to do is we, know when, we need to know when to fall back. In fact, they call it tactical retreat. We need to know when to do the tactical retreat. When do we need to just take a break and rest? That doesn't mean we forsake the battle. We still know it's going on. We still know it's happening. But we're no good to anyone if we don't take care of ourselves, Right? We're no good to anyone. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that today. That's the first point is uh, fall back. It's good to rest. We don't need to be ashamed or afraid to do it because God has called us to do it. And if you don't believe me, let's talk about Jesus because he was a primary example of this. The book of Mark, chapter 6, there's this time, and, and we talk about it a lot. We've, we've, I've heard it preached on a couple times here. Anybody heard of the thing called the feeding of the 5,000, right? As Jesus took a, a few loaves and a few uh, fish, and he fed 5,000 men and their families. It was an amazing miracle. But before that happened, there was some other stuff going on, and Jesus had uh, sent out the 12 two-by-two by themselves for the first time. That was big. They were coming back reporting all sorts of things that they saw God doing through that. We also heard about the death of John the Baptist. Tragic death. He was martyred. 
And, and we heard about that. And right after that, we get to this point, and Jesus is going away, and he says this, the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. They're like, okay, you won't believe what happened, Jesus. This was awesome. We taught this. We saw this happen. It was great. And then all of a sudden, people started gathering around. It says, because so many people were coming and going, that they didn't even have a chance to eat. And so Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. You went out, you fought the battle, you're telling the stories. Now come out, let's get some rest. Well, we know what happened in that part of the story. They started going to get rest and the people just kept following and and the disciples like, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to feed them. But, That wasn't lost at that point because as soon as everybody had been fed and as soon as they had taught and they got the message, this is what happened later on in the story. Immediately, immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into a boat. Go, guys, just by yourself. Don't take anyone with you. And go on ahead of them to Bethsaida while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, Jesus went up to the mountainside to pray. It's good to retreat. We need to do that. Jesus was a wonderful example of that. In Luke, it says that Luke 4, 42, at daybreak, Jesus went out to a solitary place. The people were looking for him, and when they came to where he was, they tried to keep Him from leaving them. In other words, he knew the importance that when people came, he's like, okay, good, I I just need to retreat a little. I need to be with my father. And they're trying to keep him from leaving. But he knew that it was important to retreat and rejuvenate and refuel and restore yourself with the father before you go back to the front lines. Finally, I'm going to give you a verse from Matthew 11. You might have heard this one before, but it's so pertinent to what Jesus wants for us. Come to me. All you are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Kind of goes that whole thing in Hebrews, doesn't it? There's no more guilt, no more condemnation. Instead, come and let me give you some rest. Rest in me, because the battle's crazy, people. The battle's hard. So when it's time, you need to come and rest. Here's a quote. It's good to get back off the lines, even 100 yards or so. Time to go to the aid station. It's from the, the Band of Brothers. If you've ever seen that series, it's an HBO miniseries, 10 episodes long. I love it. It's harsh. It's brutal. It's rough. It's about a group of soldiers that fought together. Easy company. They started out in Dakota, Tocoa, Georgia in episode one. And through the miracle of TV, 10 hours later, they make it to the end of the war. It's brutal. It's harsh. It's very real. I watch it with great respect. I cry a lot. I mean, I watch it. (laughs) Dude, that breaks my heart. Those guys did amazing stuff. And today on Memorial Day weekend, we think about that. We have a lot of veterans here in our family. We love you guys. Thanks. I'll do that. here. It's good to get back off the lines. 
to make aid stations for that. At one point, there was this guy, his name's a character, his name's Doc Rowe. They call him Doc. His name's Eugene. This guy from uh, down in New Orleans area. And uh, here this is, a 20-year-old guy being thrust into the war and a mantle put on him of a medic. 20-year-old kid. He's going, hey, by the way, guys are going to get like a limb blown off and you're going to take care of it, okay? And there's this one point in a battle called the Battle of the Bulge. You might have heard of that where they're just being overrun. Guys are getting hurt and brutalized, and, and Eugene's there. Doc Rowe's there, and he's treating them all until finally he just is numb. And this, this awesome leader comes up to him, this guy that we kind of follow, his name's uh, uh, Dick Winters, is his name. And he, he, he puts his hand, he says, Eugene, go. Get off, get off the line, even if it's 100 yards back. Get yourself a hot meal, and get out of this for a little bit. And he did. And he made it through the war, actually. But sometimes we have to do that. We're not heroes here. We're not on our own. we got a lot of people. Look around. There's a lot of people in here. Feel free to pull back sometimes. You'll know when it's time. You'll know when it's time. Hopefully you'll know when it's time. And when you know it's time, then do it. I'm not very good at that myself. I'm going to preach what I'm not good at. Because usually when I'm beat up and I'm tired and stuff, I'm not very good at pulling myself off the line. And, uh, and I got to admit, you know, I, my wife and I just got back from a, a week in Oregon. It was wonderful. I forgot all about y'all for seven days. It was great. I love you. And it's really great to be back. I missed you guys terribly, seriously. But I didn't think about you. Yeah, a little bit. But it's good to pull back. It's good to pull back. We need to do it. It's for our health. And, uh, and so I'm going to ask you this. What's your aid station in life, in this spiritual battle? Where's your aid, aid station? Where do you pull back to? Who do you talk to? Who helps you? Who refuels you? Where's the place that you go and get quiet with Jesus? Where's the place that you go and crack open your Bible and see what God has to say to you? Where's the place you go and have your own personal worship? This is awesome. This is awesome. Being with y'all and just worshiping and loving on Jesus and having him love on us. But where do you go personally to get fed and refueled? Where do you go to get repaired after being banged up? What's your aid station? Think about that. We'll come back to that a little bit later. Second thing is that we need to do is we need to hear and we need to tell the stories, right? Back in World War II, they, they did newsreels, and, and uh, they, they would, you'd go to the, the movie, and they'd have like a, maybe a cartoon or something, and then your newsreel, if you're lucky, you got another cartoon, and then the, the feature movie, right? And uh, I wasn't there. I'm not saying that from personal experience, but I've heard. Um, but it was always very positive. It was like, this is what's going on with our boys, or, or it's challenging. Hey, our boys are having a hard time. We need to go give more blood, buy bonds, right? Even, even Bugs Bunny was selling bonds at the time, right? He was selling that and Laramie cigarettes for some reason. I'm not sure how that worked out, but, but there was news and there was stories, and they wanted you to hear the right stories a lot of time. And the, the Red Cross wanted to, you to hear the stories about how your blood was going to save our boys, we need to hear those stories, not for a fact of manipulation or anything like that, but for a fact of encouragement. 
I love hearing stories. In fact, I'm going to give you guys something here. If you have never been to one of our Wednesday night Celebrate Recovery services, if you've never come at 7 o'clock and sat in these seats on Wednesday night, you need to come. Because there are some great stories being told here. Am I lying, Kelly? Come on, girl. Okay. Let me tell you what. I love it. I love coming. I love being here because I love hearing the stories. I love hearing what God has brought people through and out of victoriously. I love hearing it. If you've never been, please come. 7 o'clock on Wednesday night for your own good because it's good stuff. We need to hear those stories. We need to tell those stories. In fact, we talked about that a few weeks ago uh, when I was teaching about what some of the things that Jesus did after he had died, before he uh, ascended into heaven, was Acts 1.8. He says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Remember this one? And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all of Judea and Samaria to the ends of the world. We're to be his witnesses. We're supposed to tell the stories. You know, we have on, on the first Sunday of every month, we have something we call communion here. It's to remember the stories. It's to be at the table. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. And we, we hold up the cup and we hold up the bread and we go, man, Jesus, remember when. And those are good stories. And we need to share those with one another big time. Psalm 66, it's one of my favorite psalms. You'll probably hear me quote it a dozen times if you stay here. And uh, I'm going to read you two verses from it. Go home and read it. It's a fun read. It's an awesome read. But I'm going to read you two verses, and that's verse 5 and 6. He says this, Come and see what God has done. Come and see what God has done, his awesome deeds for mankind. One translation says his awesome deeds on man's behalf. He did it for us. Look what he does. Then he kind of harkens back to to a thousand or so years before. He says, he turned the sea into dry land and they passed through the waters on foot. Come, let us rejoice in him. It's, It's the kid who goes, mom, you won't believe the coolest thing I've ever seen. And he, he tugs at the hem of her skirt or at dad's pant leg until you come see it. We got to tell the stories. Look what my God can do. You want to survive this battle? Tell the stories. You want to survive the battle? Listen to the stories. Seek them out. Find them. There's a, a, uh, a series of videos. If you guys remember Robbie Dawkins who was here. And uh, he's involved in, in some stuff. And it's Furious Love. And there's one called Finger of God and one called Father of Lights. And in the Father of Lights story, there's several uh, video. There's several stories through it. And I want to share one very quickly with you, if you don't mind. There's a man named Ravi. Okay, and Ravi is an Indian man living in India. And Ravi's unique gift is being able to audibly hear from God. Is that cool? Is that cool? Well, please understand the coolness comes with some responsibility. Because God sends him to some of the craziest places to do some of the craziest stuff, which in in Bible speak means awesome stuff, awesome places. Because Bible translating is a a little strange. You know that whole two equals one, and if you want to find your life, you got to lose it. Well, he sends us to do crazy things, or at least things that look foolish to the world. And Ravi was no exception. And, and so the film crew arrives in India, and I'll just tell you a little bit about it. You can feel free to borrow it from the library here or, or look at it uh, online. So the film crew gets with Ravi, and they're like, hey, we want to do some stuff. He goes, well, i got to kind of wait to, to see what God's going to tell me to do for the day. 
okay. So he tells them what to do. He says, go to this village. There's going to be a bridge. There's going to be this. And you'll see the signs. And he went, okay. So they did. They went. They looked. There was the bridge. There were the signs. We're good to go. But the village was also the place of the local witch doctor, a guy who practiced evil and his wife. And they had a, a, a hut there or a shack or whatever you want to call it, a home there. And just a month before, a pastor and his wife had gone to pray for them. And the witch doctor didn't like that. Now, according to this video and according to Ravi, the witch doctor claims to have power over some of the, the beasts of the field and the animals of the jungle where he lives. And, and, and elephants, whether he sent them or not, went to the pastor's house and trampled the house and it killed the pastor and his wife. At this point, the guys filming kind of went, are you sure this is where we're supposed to go? And, and, and it, was, it was very, it's, I love the film because it's very raw because I, 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 I felt their pain. They're like, um, we're really scared. And Robbie's like, God's with us. We got to go. This is where he's telling us to go. Okay. So he went. They went. They went to this village, and, and the wife of this witch doctor was standing out front going, no, 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 you can't come here. You see, they were bringing a spirit with them that has a tendency to evict the spirit that they had with them. And they didn't want that. Well, to make a long story short, please, again, just feel free to, to borrow the video or look it up on YouTube. Make a long story short, the... The witch doctor was petrified. He couldn't move. He couldn't even come out of his home. He was stuck in the corner of his home in terror. And Ravi and the group just prayed over the the home. At one point, the wife went, "What, what have you done to my husband? See, spiritual warfare gets a little crazy, doesn't it? It gets a little intense. And an amazing thing happened that day that just convicted that man. Ravi went, uh, sent one of his guys back a couple weeks later just to find out if, you know, what this guy did or what happened to him. Shortly after they left, he went running into the woods, into the jungle, and had never been seen again. They have no idea what happened to him. They just don't know, you know? I don't know. I don't know. It's crazy stuff. Those videos are jam-packed with amazing stories. We need to hear them. We need to understand, and we need to understand what's going on around this world because we're very blessed here in America. If we get hurt, we go to the doctor. We go to the hospital. When they get hurt, they pray because the doctor's three hours away, and you're lucky if you can get there, okay? So we're just really blessed here. So we need, we, we need, sorry? Uh, Father of lights, thank you. Um, Father of lights, thanks. Um, The third thing we need to do, and here's really the big secret. If you want to survive the battle, here's the big secret. You you need to understand that you're already dead. Let me explain what I mean by that. Mark 8, Jesus said this. They, They called the crowd to him along with his disciples, and he said this. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me and for the gospel will save it. There's such a freedom when we go, it's not mine. 
I got nothing, God. Just take it. Just, just drain out of me what is not of you. Kill me. Just take me, God. I die to you. I pick up my cross and fill me and make me the man or the woman that you want me to be. That's where that transformation comes in. That's what we're called to. Um, Romans, Paul's talking about baptism to the Romans, and he says, don't, don't you know that us who were baptized with Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? <laughs> Sign me up. Really? I mean, is this, is this the promotional poster you want? Absolutely. Because it's only through death that the next line comes. We are therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we may too also have new life. That's a pretty good deal. That's a pretty good deal. It's good stuff. Going back to my band of brothers because that stuff just preaches, I'm sorry. Just point where this young private, and, I've, and I, I think I identify with this because it's something that I identify with in my own spiritual life, is I'm that private in the foxhole, and there's this young man, and he's in the foxhole, and it's a rainy, stormy, nasty, dark, scary night in occupied France. And he's a young kid, just terrified. And there's this, there's this lieutenant, a guy named Ron Spears, who's known for being just cavalier, and that guy can just do anything kind of guy. And Lieutenant Spears comes to the, comes to the uh, foxhole, and he goes, how you doing? The kid jumps a, a little bit, and he's, and he's like, oh, and he's just scared, and he can tell, and he goes, and this is, this is what he says to him. You know why you're scared? Because you still have hope that you're going to survive this. Private, we're already dead. And the sooner you realize this, the sooner you're going to be able to fight without fear. If we realize that we're already dead in Christ, we are able to fight without fear. We are free from the goofy stuff that anyone else could ever do to us. Because we are fighting for the king. We are fighting for the Lord. And it's awesome. Now that's not scripture. That doesn't come from scripture. He wasn't quoting scripture. But it parallels so much what Jesus was saying about being dead and being raised into new life. We are called to be free. We are called to be courageous in our fight. And we need to do that to survive. And if we're going to survive... That same young man, uh, that same young man actually was found earlier at an aid station. He was completely blind. Uh, they call it hysterical blindness. And as you get to know this young man, you find out he comes from a small community and he had never seen death before. He never killed anyone, certainly, before. And he'd been thrust into this war. And it was only when his commanding officer knelt down, put his hand on him and said, we're all afraid, and it's okay. You just stay here until you're ready. And that permission to rest, that permission to retreat, that permission to just be who he was, was everything he needed to survive. He actually regained his vision that same day. And actually, that young man actually fought through the war, survived it, went on to fight in Korea. 
But it's those things. Not every man did that. Not every man got to survive that war. Battle's rough. But we need to learn the things that we can do to survive and to thrive. Because that's what God wants for us. Absolutely. It's not weird. It's not scary. Well, it is a little bit. But the reward is so great. The reward is so wonderful. I'm, I'm going to ask the worship team to go ahead and make their way up as I just kind of hit a couple things here to end up. First of all, just remember that the worst thing that the enemy can do to you, send you home, be with Jesus. If you're living with Jesus, if you got him in your heart, the worst thing any man could ever do to you is send you home to be with Jesus. And that's pretty cool. There are worse things. Matthew 10, Jesus says this to his disciples as he was sending them out. He goes, don't be afraid of those who will kill your body because they cannot kill your soul. Understand that. Don't be afraid of what people, I mean, really, is someone going to call you a name because you said the word Jesus? I'm sorry. That's rough. Don't be afraid of those who will kill your body. They cannot kill your soul. So here's three things. You want to survive? Number one is this. What's your fallback position? Where do you go? What's your aid station? Where do you go to get refueled, to get rejuvenated, to get life back in you? What's your fallback position? Second is this. Are you finding stories? Are you listening to stories? Are you coming to the places or going to the places that you need to be to hear the stories? And are you telling your story? to other people who need to hear it, to be encouraged, to survive the battle. Third one is this. Are you dead yet? Have you emptied yourself out and been transformed by what, uh, by what God's doing in you? Have you allowed him to, to kill the old man, as they used to say back in the old days, and renew your spirit into who he wants you to be, stripping away everything you are dying through baptism, and then enjoying new life in him. Because those are the only three, those are three things. Now, you could probably do a lot more. There's probably an exhaustive list. But three things that you can do to survive this battle. I encourage you to do that this week as you, as you head home. We're going we're to enjoy some worship here. And I want you to think about that. Where do I need to go? What do I need to do? Where's my fallback? Do I need to heal? If you need to heal, we'll get some uh, prayer counselor people up here, prayer people. So if you are a prayer ministry person, if you'll come up, and if you need that touch, if you need a healing, if you go, man, I have been, I feel like I've been fighting for so long. Maybe you're going, you know what, I, f- I really don't feel like I've done a lot, but I'm still just exhausted. Is, is that okay? Please come. Get restored. Get renewed. Get refreshed so you're ready to go. You know? Everybody's welcome. Don't leave here if you have something you need to pray about, if you need to get off your chest, okay? We want to refresh you guys today. So let's just enjoy some worship in the Lord, and and, uh, we'll just go from there, guys.